Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. From yearning tefillah to learning, learning Torah. Lech Lecha. What's that song, everybody? Help me with the song from Sound of Music. What do you do with it? What, how does it go with Maria? Right, right. How, right. Uh, can, we, can we do that for Lech Lecha? How do you, how do you interpret a parsha like Lech Lecha? Something like that. So much. Right? There's so much to talk about in this week's as the Torah turns, this weekly wisdom. Not only is there so much to interpret <clears throat> in the black letters, but so much that goes unspoken in the Torah. So much about why this moment is even a moment. Why does it even matter to us? How did it possibly come about that that God would speak to Avram and the mystery of Avram's selection, the election of Avram, the choice that God made. One thing is clear, though, is that for centuries our people have been stuck on the word lech, on the two words, or the one word repeated lech lecha. It's funny because without having known the grammatical form, it could just be lech lech, go go. Same two letters, no vowels. Could just be go. I mean, go. It's not easy to pick up and leave a place that we're familiar with. It's not easy to go somewhere. And just like God says to Avram, repeats his name over and over again, Avram, Avram, lech, lech. <clears throat> or it could be just lecha, lecha. It's all about you. <clears throat> but then Avram wouldn't know where to go. But... Lech Lecha, where those two words come together and the repetition of that word, Lech Lecha, go, and the odd, the, the, the unnecessary repetition, or the problematic Lecha, right? Go and go, Lecha, pick up and go. For centuries, the tradition has been bothered by that second word, and especially its meaning. What does it mean, lech lecha? Go lecha. The word lecha means to you. Lech lecha, go. So, lech lecha can mean lecha natcha o letovatcha, it will be good for you. It's the way that Rashi, who brings the Midrash, says that it's going to be good for you, which in that valence, it's an it's a kind of enticement. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be good. God comes to Abraham and says, leave everything that you know, and if you're worried whether or not it's going to be a good thing, it's going to be la'anatcha or tovatcha. Lech lecha means it's going to be good. And in that rendering, it kind of is a promise, ahead of the promise, that it's going to be okay. Of course, the problem with that is that we don't need that really almost tortured reading of that lecha in order to find out that it's going to be good because if you wait a verse 
just a verse, it's going to be great. I'm going to take you to a land, I'll show you, and I'm going to make you great, and you're going to have progeny. It's going to be wonderful. So we don't really need We don't need the word meaning to you to tell us that it's going to be great. So all of the Hasidic masters, and in that tradition, we're in that tradition as a neo-Hasidic community, they read Lecha as that the real journey begins with, with us. That the real journey, even if it looks like it's a journey externally, outwardly, it begins with us. Lech Lecha, Lech Le'atzmicha. And that the whole world will unveil and unfold within you. So often we begin our conversations about where we need to go with points on a map. And just as the Buddha and all of the great spiritual masters began their journey looking inwardly and saying, what is it in me? Where am I? What in me is needing to be discovered? Lech Lecha, God says to Avram in the Hasidic rendering that the real journey will begin when you start to look inside. That's the real journey, he says. And I wanted to add a teaching from the Me'ashilach, from a great, a great Hasidic master from the town of Ishbitz. He says, Lech lecha me'artzecha, go unto yourself. He's a Hasidic master, go unto yourself. But what does that mean? Says, in my rendering now, as a Hasidic master of the meaning of going to yourself, you first have to understand how big a person Avraham was. In his understanding, basing himself on the Midrash, Avraham was grande wise. He was like wise with a capital W. Big. He knew it all. He was a know-it-all. Avraham was midugal. He was like he had credentials on his wall. He was a PhD in this and a PhD in that. He was an astrologer, which in that time meant a scientist. He was big. This is really big. He said, since Avram was going to be the first vessel to which God's, this lineage would pass through, Avram was invited to leave behind all the things he knew. And that was the meaning of Lech Lecha Me'artzecha. Go unto yourself, but not with your traditional modes of knowing. Not through all of the ways that your ego props itself up and says, Who, me? Me? That in some way, Zen mind, beginner's mind, as Suzuki Roshi said, the beginning of wisdom is to some degree using a different mode, a different method, for knowing. We go to know by the way of not knowing, said T.S. Eliot. Lech lecha me'artzecha, go unto yourself, me'artzecha, out of your own knowing, your own sense of confidence that to unknow what you know, or to not allow what you know to be the thing that you utilize 
that gets in the way of taking a risk. I don't know about any of you here, just speak for myself. It isn't easy looking like a fool. It isn't easy admitting when we don't know something or admitting that the way that we know something isn't the whole picture or that the way that we know something is getting in the way of us knowing it differently. It's not easy to pull ourselves out of our biases, our prejudices, our sense of, oh, this is it, this is true. It isn't easy to be told by someone that what we think we know is not really what we know. Or maybe even more strongly, that the way that we know it is actually getting in the way of knowing it. Man, I don't know about you, but that's when all of my resistance goes up. I want to have a good debate. Anybody ever be in therapy? Not that anyone here has ever been in therapy, I know. I just think, has anybody ever heard of this thing called therapy? And in therapy, you're, let's say, a therapist, that's someone who does therapy, would say to you, right, you're in it. You're in your story. And if you continue to, to convince yourself of this, you're going to be right, but you're going to lose. You're going to be right, but you're going to lose. Because you can be right from now until the cows come home, but you're going to lose. It's not exactly as you see it. It's true what you're saying, but it's not exactly that way. Have you ever had that happen? Okay, never mind. I've had it happen. There's a profound teaching that these rabbis are trying to kind of poke at us and saying that this lech lecha'ing of Avram is a leaving behind artzicha, leaving behind your credentialed life. Right? Coming out of that place. And then he goes on to say, Then he goes on to say, Leave behind, he says, Leave behind, he says, your self-importance. I tell you, I was online for jury duty this past... Thursday, I think it was. This has never happened to anyone here, I'm sure. But for me, I'll just be, you know, hey, why not? I wanted to, to postpone my jury duty, so I was waiting online. And as I was waiting online, I kept thinking to myself, I am so much more important than the two hours that are being spent right here, right now. What a waste of my precious time. Wow, two hours? I only have to get to the front of the line, and then they're just going to give me postponement. I don't have to go through this. I'm important. Maybe somebody else should have come down and sat online. Anybody, anybody have that story? Never. Okay, never mind. Just me. Wow. If everyone had that level of self-importance, we couldn't live together. Like the sense of I and what... Who me? I have to leave the land? Who me? It shouldn't be happening to me. Don't they know who I am? Don't I know who I am? This Ishbitzer Rebbe is saying to his own Hasidim and saying to all of us, to some degree, leave-taking is humbling. Leave-taking is risky. Leave-taking throws us into unknown territory and it scares the bejeebies out of us. 
It takes tremendous ego strength, ironically, to let the ego drop. It takes tremendous internal integrity to decenter ourselves from the center of the world. And to some extent, in the Ishbitzer's rendering and the Hasidic rendering, this decentering is in some way the only way that we can make it out of a place of being stuck. Lech lecha. Leave behind your credentials, leave behind what you know, and take a chance, take a risk. But it's not easy. Because the minute we feel ourselves over the edge, we pull back, we get scared. We go to our old patterns, we go to our old places, we continue to use a hammer when some other tool is required. Waking up is hard to do. That's what they say. They say that waking up is hard to do. <laughs> I've heard that. Avram, as we're told in the tradition, is not just a historical figure, but it is each and every one of us, wherever we are in our life. It's us moving into a new space. It's us moving back into an old space. It's us as we imagine ourselves in various vocational realities. It's us politically. It's us. You name it. Avram is ever-present. And the call to go forth into unknown territory always calls forth in us to some extent a letting go, a releasing of what was, and a risk-taking. So where do you guys think? all of you here. Anybody here at a Lech Lecha moment in your life? Anybody here have an example of telling us and teaching us from your example a moment in your life where you felt that your credentials were getting in the way or something about your own self-importance was getting in the way and something in you said, if I just hold this space, something will emerge. Any Avrahams in the room? Rabbi Kohler Esses. Were you channeling Yehuda Michai's poem in the place where people are right? I think you were channeling, channeling that. Yeah. Can you just stand and, yeah.
so beautiful. And so courageous, though, to step up like that here. It's not lost, obviously. Like that itself was like not knowing how it's going to be received. And that the powerful place of so many of us, not only are our credentials providing cover for vulnerability sometimes, but also our credentials, whatever they might be, are also imprinted upon us expectations and assumptions about what the next step will look like. Right? And in that vein, obviously, leaving your father's home, leaving your parents' home, leaving all of the expectations of what will happen and who, you know, is it okay? And not knowing, we don't know that politically. What kind of world will it look like if we actually say to ourselves, we're going to take a step outside of our comfort zone? Who knows what the world will look like if X, Y, and Z? But so often we have the same tried answers for really good questions and the vulnerability and the, and the aliveness that comes from stepping into vulnerability, right? It's so amazing how for so frequently we've had learned and lived experience where we stepped into the unknown, into vulnerability. We let go, we let go, we let go. Singers, you're sitting next to one of the most beautiful singers in the whole world. Everyone who's ever studied the voice knows that the more you try to control your voice, the worse it gets, right? You're going to push your way to volume and you have to let go, but it's scary. And then we get bodies tell us, oh, that felt great. And then we get scared again and again and again, and around it goes, lech lecha, lech lecha, it kind of keeps, right? Rabbi, yeah, Rabbi Neil. I'm just going to lift it up because we can't hear you. So it's amazing. So many things about that story is amazing. One, for me, one is that, uh, first of all, I want you to know that even though we, we, are, we love Lapshul and Lapshul and Rumor, sister and brother and sister and sister and brother and brother and, fr- and sibling communities, we, God optional is great and we're also God friendly. So it's great that you got it. That's great. Love the God piece. Second is what's amazing to me 
is that you, as a teacher, were, were, you were impacted by the feedback of your students. And had you been stuck in Arzicha, in your land, your credentials, and not been hearing the feedback from the teachers, which was from the students, which is like, we really need a crazy idea. We need the text to be personally relevant and meaningful to us, right? You would not have been responding to their call. They were God, as it were, calling to you to say, Lech Lecha, leave behind, you know, Rabbi, the way you thought we, you could reach kids and find a new way. Let us show you the way. El Eka, we're going to show you the way. And then you responded beautifully and you, you supported them. So many Lech Lechas. Anybody? On this side, we have a very, this side of the room. Yes. So I wasn't going to share, but I became inspired. <laughs> so 10 years ago, I was on the academic tenure track. I had earned my PhD in theater, just published a book, and I'm interviewing at places like Stanford and Yale. I think I asked you for a job. <laughs> Myron.
So we're going to pull these things together for an aliyah. Because when we read Torah, it's not just a remembrance, but it's an enactment of the very thing we're reading about. And so this moment, brought to you by all of you, and also by our conversation with our text and with our Rebbe's, some of you today might be in a place where you are listening for the signal to change course, and there might be something getting in the way of hearing that signal. Our own pride, our own expectations, our own assumptions, our own drivenness that we have to finish what we start, can't take a pause. It could be that you're hearing loud and clear something that might be slightly different than what you had expected, right? Abraham was going to set up shop and live in the land of Haran, but something came to him to finish his father's journey maybe, or maybe to go somewhere, and he had to get out of the way of being the one who knew, so that he could know differently. So I just would like to call for the first Aliyah as a group, anyone in the community here this morning that feels the need to identify what inhibits you, me, us from hearing where we need to be deployed, what we need to do next, how we need to react. That, that might be a bracha for you, wherever you are, it might find you. If that speaks to you, please open up and come to the Torah. <laughs> 